Saturday morning time once again for a bit of a wine chat with our friend from Haskell's, Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. I'm looking at that forecast, Jack, and it is beautiful both today a and tomorrow and Monday. All day. Beautiful. Put you in mind of all sorts of things. One of the things I wanted to talk about, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, is a grape type that a lot of people probably are not familiar with, but you're going to see lots more of it because people are discovering it. And it's a wonderful white wine grape type. It's called Viognier, V-I-O-G-N-I-E-R. And it's like Chardonnay. It has great potential to produce full-bodied wines with lush character, uh, but it's very difficult to grow. Uh, when it's done well, there's nothing like it. Uh, in the nose, there's nose of uh, peaches, pears, violets. There's good minerality. Uh, but too much exposure during fermentation can cause that all to disappear and become high alcohol bombshell that you wouldn't enjoy during fermentation can cause that all to disappear and become high alcohol bombshell that you wouldn't enjoy at all. So Viognier is dependent on the abilities of the uh, winemaker himself. And so today with all these winemakers coming along and all of them being very adventuresome and wanting challenges, Viognier poses just that, a great challenge to a good winemaker. And so the winemakers, and, and they're doing this with not just experimental sideline types. They're doing it with a lot of things where it's becoming a mainline grape. Once they've solved the problems of how to get that wonderful fresh crispness that is Viognier into the bottle, uh, there's nothing to it. So it's popping up all over the wine world, in South America, in Australia, New Zealand. In fact, Australia in the Lumba Valley, uh, they have some wonderful Viognier's from there that are very modestly priced, I might add. But uh, Viognier is a grape type that uh, will please uh, your palate immensely. Uh, it goes particularly well with any kind of pan-Asian or real spicy food. It's just a natural. And it has a noble history, too, for some grape type that's so hard to cope with. In fact, it may come from the uh, Roman name, uh, Devil Hills wine, because even in Roman times, it was hard to grow. Its original home is the Rhone Valley, and in the Rhone Valley, uh, Viognier was used also uh, to temper the Syrah grape, a white wine put in with the Syrah must, a, a red wine, was often there to strengthen the color of the Syrah and help clarify it and give it some uh, longevity, which they want in those Syrahs that are grown in the northern Rhone Valley of France. But that's where Viognier got started. In fact, it's sort of interesting in France, uh, they have what they call Appellation Controlée. And what that is is controlled place of origin. And the very smallest controlled place of origin in all of France is something called Chateau Grillet, G-R-I-L-L-E-T. And Chateau Grillet is only Viognier. That's the only grape that, in fact, that's the only grape that's allowed both there and Condru. Condru is another area, AOC, of the Rhone Valley, both very, very small. But they produce only these white wines. And Chateau Grillet, as I said, 
it's sort of interesting for anybody who's kind of a wine buff to try it because it is the smallest Appellation in all of France. Uh, but having now established how difficult it is to grow, uh, it also wants to be picked when it's perfectly ripe. So that's a problem, too. And if it isn't picked right, again, it goes into kind of an alcoholic monster. Uh, in France now, they're discovering that it's growing pretty well in the Mastif Central, which is the central part of France where a lot of uh, Cabernet and uh, Pinot Noir and varietals are grown because they're getting so expensive in other parts. And they're finding that the Viognier uh, absolutely likes it there. And there's nothing really, in my opinion, can challenge that Viognier for a nice, crisp acidity. Uh, If you're looking for wine to go with spicy uh, Pan-Asian cuisine, look no further than Viognier. It is really terrific. And like I say, we're going to see it coming on more and more around the world. Uh, in uh, France, as I said, it was just in the Rhone Valley. is the only place it grew, very limited, etc. Uh, but as winemakers have struck out to find more interesting wines to grow and more challenges, Viognier pops right up on the radar. So we're seeing this more and more. Uh, around the world, and the wines, I urge anybody just to try them. It, I know it, it's, you know, you're used to something like Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc, uh, or even the other new wines of the world that people are uh, beginning to discover. But Viognier is one that really should be in everybody's reference book. Uh, it's a early ripener, but it has to be picked at the absolute Renemois, the peak if you will, of uh, maturity. And it's a yellow grape uh, with a dusty covering on it. It looks very, very pretty, but it's really the prettiest when it's poured into your glass. And the floral aromas, as I said, are what it's really known for. Uh, they, th- these kind of floral aromas are found in muscat grapes, too. Uh, where it has a real pronounced aroma that's very flattering and pleasing to enjoy. Uh, But there are other, as I pointed out, nuances that we see in uh, the Viognier that you don't see in Muscat, where you get those peach noses and that kind of thing. And that crisp acidity is just perfect, as I said, when you have something like a a spicy uh, shrimp uh, dish from somewhere in Asia, it's, the Viognier would go just absolutely perfectly with it. And, incidentally, if you like a glass of Chardonnay as an aperitif or something like that, try a glass of Viognier. It's a wonderful wine just to drink by itself. It's a sort of interesting, as I said, this current explosion. You, you couldn't find Viognier anywhere. Uh, and if you liked it, you had to get either that Quandreneau or Grier, and those both are high-alcohol wines that are meant to be consumed. Incidentally, because of the high alcohol, uh, Viognier's last a long time. So that's being changed, too, that whole idea. In other words, the Quandreneau or Chateau Grier, you wanted to have when it was at least 10, 12 years old, when it was at its drinking peak. With Viognier that they're producing now around the world, you want to drink it within the first couple of years of it being made. Uh, 
because it's so crisp and bright and fresh and young, and then you, that's desirable in it. So that's been a big change in the appeal of Viognier. So you can have a glass of Viognier, and I'm guaranteeing you, you just enjoy it as much as you would a plain glass of Chardonnay. Uh, and like Chardonnay, there's all different kinds of Viognier's around the world. One of the best ones I have ever found is one from Paul Moss called uh, La Forge Viognier. It's a very modestly priced wine. I think it's around $12. La Forge, just like a uh, blacksmith's forge, La Forge uh, Viognier. It's under $12, I think, around $11.99 or $12.99, something like that. And it is absolutely delicious. And it's nice to have another wine besides uh, Chardonnay to have as just a drinking wine for an occasional sipper. And the variety of it is just well worth seeking out, believe me. Today, Pine Ridge makes a, uh, uh, a blended Viognier. It's Chenin Blanc and Viognier from Pine Ridge. It's not modestly priced, again, about $12, I think. Stag Leap makes a Viognier from uh, Napa Valley, but that's kind of expensive. It's around $30 a bottle. Klein Cellars makes a Viognier. It also is fairly expensive, 25 or 30 But if you're anxious to try Viognier, try the La Forge. Uh, it's very affordable, and it'll give you an idea of how good those uh, Viognier's can really be. I've probably said more about Viognier than anybody ever wants to hear about it. But believe me, you're going to be seeing more and more of it as more winemakers want to step up to the challenge and uh, really challenge their skills as winemakers. And uh, Viognier certainly does that. It's a very difficult grape to grow, but like a difficult concert pianist, when they're good, they're very, very good. And when Viognier is made right, it is fantastic. Unfortunately, there's a lot of badly made uh, Viognier that's around. But as I said, that's improving absolutely immensely as we go around uh, the country and around the world and seek out new wines. Viognier pops up almost everywhere. Incidentally, uh, today at all the Haskell stores, we're featuring our sale within a sale. That is a remarkable thing. Today is the 21st, so you can take 21% off anything that's not already on sale. Right across the board, all our wines, 21% off just today, the 21st of October, all day a sale within a sale. It's absolutely terrific. And we also, on the, several of the stores in Bloomington, Minnetonka, and Maple Grove this afternoon, are going to have a winemaker from Chianti, uh, Veroni Chianti. And Veroni is, incidentally, uh, a Tuscan wine, a Chianti, and it's organic and all the new wonderful things. But the, besides that, it's absolutely a delicious wine, and they have a little wine called La Tosca. And the La Tosca is just, you know, the Tuscan wine is just absolutely terrific and is a very modestly priced wine, I might add, too. But there you have it for a beautiful Saturday. And believe me, it is a beautiful Saturday today. It's going to be even nicer as the day progresses. You might want to try that new Viognier. It's sort of obscure, but you'll find them around. You Bears looking for it. It's like a little treasure hunt. But when you find it, I guarantee you, you're going to find yourself really enjoying uh, a new varietal and be happy with yourself that you discovered a new wine 
that will fill in the gaps. You know, it gets kind of boring to have the very same wine all the time. Why not reach out and try something different? And if you do that and you end up with Viognier, I think you're going to find yourself very, very pleased and surprised because that nose itself of peach, pears, violets, and that good minerality, uh, really with that crisp acidity to follow up on, make the wine absolutely a delicious wine to try. And let's face it, same old, same old, you know, it gets kind of boring. Mix it up a little bit and try something new. And if you try that with Viognier, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. And you may discover that you have a very good new friend in this Viognier. And like I said, I keep saying it's new. It's really not new. The Romans had Viognier wine, and that goes back 2,000 years. But because of its difficulty, it was never very popular. And now... Because of technique and technology, etc., winemaking is a lot easier than it was uh, years ago. And Viognier is one of the recipients and beneficiaries of all that new technique. And you also can be one of the beneficiaries of that new technique by trying a glass of Viognier. I don't think you'll be disappointed, and I think you will maybe discover you have a new friend on a bright autumn-fall day like today to enjoy the day with. Absolutely. And, of course, all the adventures begin at any one of the Haskell's locations. A lot of fun with that progressive sale, Jack. Indeed, that progressive sale, a sale within a sale, 21% off of any wine in Haskell's that isn't on sale. It's a time to stock up for that special bottle of wine you want to buy somebody for Christmas or their birthday or whatever. 21% off. It's terrific. And like I said, at our a Bloomington store today between 11 and 1, a Minnetonka store between 1.30 and 3.30, Maple Grove between 4 and 6. We have our good friend from uh, Florence, Italy, I, Verona, uh, who will talk about his wines from Italy. And believe me, they are delicious. And, you know, the folks at Haskell's love to pair wine and food, and they do a good job of it. And best of all, they'll help you wine uh, a pair of wine with the food you're having that won't break the bank. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, and Faribault right off at 35. Our Maple Grove Super Cellar is not to be missed. It's 22,000 square feet of vineyards of the world. The store in downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, Go to Haskells.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. Fantastic. Well, Jack, uh, enjoy the weekend, and let's uh, do this again next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you so much. Jack Farrell from Haskells. Now, coming along, right after the uh, 9 o'clock news break, uh, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney will be joining us on our Smart Garden Show. Uh, You're going to have a chance to check in either by phone or by text any kind of a lawn or garden question you may have for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, we talk home improvement with Andy Lindes from Lindes Construction. Straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO, where the temperature reading in the Twin Cities is at 53.